Thank you so much for joining Hill City Church Online. For more information about how we do life together, you can find us at hillcitychurch.ca. We would love to help you discover your next steps in this journey of living and loving like Jesus. Now stay tuned for another encouraging and inspiring message from Hill City Church. Derek is also part of the eldership team at Hill City Church. And Derek, he's a big guy with a big heart. And uh, he's a father, and he, and he loves people as a father. And I really believe you're going to receive from him today. Can you put your hands together again for Derek Bolter? Good morning, everybody. It's an honor to be up here today. <clears throat> my, as Brian said, my wife and I have been part of the Hill City family for quite a long time. Um, I think since I was like 18, or actually I was born into the church, and uh, uh, my parents uh, started attending a different church at one point, and then I came back when I was 17 or 18, Chris, is that right? Yeah, anyway, um, there was this uh, hot little number <laughs> over there that uh, persuaded me to come back. No, it's just, it was a lot of things that brought me back to Hill City, uh, and I was, yeah, Christy was one of them, but uh, anyway, uh, so when the opportunity uh, came up to um, come to the mission campus, it was kind of uh, uh, out of, not completely out of left field, but kind of out of left field, because we had been praying for like something, like we knew there was change coming, we knew... uh, Something was happening, and something was in the works, and then Brian and Mitch came and said, hey, uh, why don't you, would you guys consider coming to start a campus with us? And we're like, all right. Prayed about it, we're like, yeah, let's do it. So here we are. So today, we get to, we're finishing off the Over the Wall series uh, that we started November. So... Um, and today we're dealing with the wall of unforgiveness, which is kind of a big topic. Uh, but I think we're going to get into it, and I think God wants to do something in our lives today. So let's pray. Father, thank you that uh, Lord, we get to hear from you today. God, I pray that we would, pre- we would prepare our hearts, Lord, to hear what you're saying. Lord, I pray that you would give me clarity to speak what you want spoken today, and uh, Lord, we just, uh, we prepare ourselves uh, for change, God. We prepare ourselves to, to uh, allow you to do a work in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just, we just uh, position ourselves to hear from you. And uh, um, yeah, we just thank you for what you're saying today in your wonderful name. Amen. So the wall of unforgiveness. So where, does, where do we get to the wall of unforgiveness? Well, first of all, it's going to start off with uh, being offended or um, having an offense maybe perpetrated against you or having somebody hurt you or um, there's things that kind of that happen throughout life. We're, you know, we're part of a community. We're part of families. Things happen. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, there are little things that just kind of make us angry or tick us off. And sometimes it's bigger things that you know, people have done some serious harm to us, right? And we got to navigate this. And sometimes, um, sometimes you know, we have legitimate issues uh, and, and, and wrongs that have been perpetrated against us. 
sometimes we're justified to be upset in these things, you know? Things, certain things hurt. You know, we can be abused physically, mentally, uh, um, emotionally, just... These things can be done, and, and we can be justified to be upset and in pain uh, from them. Uh, and sometimes, you know, uh, it's just kind of petty things that we just let get under our skin. You know, I don't like the way that person chews so loud. Really petty things, right? And, and not that you're going to not forgive that person forever, but these things kind of, you know, I don't want to hang out with them because they chew so loud. Or I don't want to go out for dinner with them because they open their mouth. when It's just, we can choose to be offended uh, by a lot of things. So when these things are happen, basically it comes down to two, two choices. We can forgive and we can let the Lord walk us through that forgiveness and, and really uh, heal us uh, when we work with him and, and let him just come in and, and speak healing into our life. And, uh, or we can choose to live in unforgiveness. And that's kind of the more, it's, it's easy at the beginning just to stay there, just to say, well, they're a jerk. You know, I don't want to deal with them anymore anyway. But if we stay there, things, things start to kind of build up, right? Like when you let yourself live in unforgiveness or, or um, if you let yourself be ruled by that, uh, you're going to start to notice changes in yourself, whether it's uh, increased, um, I don't know, uh, pettiness or or um, if you get a little more vengeful, you always want to kind of give back to somebody if they've wronged you and, you know, wrong them back. Or, or maybe it's just anger. Maybe you're anger, angry a lot because, you know, you're carrying this around. Or, or maybe it's just a little bit of uh, stress. Or, or maybe you just kind of pull away. These things kind of start to add up. It's like, here, let me give you a little illustration here. It's like having... This table, okay, it's like doing life carrying this table around. This stuff starts to add up. It starts to get heavy. You know, you want to, okay, say you're Trish. You want to play the piano, but you got this, you know, it's not really easy because this thing is in your way. And emotionally, we build stuff up. And it kind of makes it hard just to live everyday life without having this, these emotions in your way. Um, in doing research, even the Mayo Clinic acknowledges the, effect, the effects of unforgiveness. Let me read some things to you here. It says... The negative effects of holding a grudge on our mental health are as follows. If you're unforgiving, you might bring anger and bitterness into every relationship and new experience. You might become so wrapped up in the wrong that you can't enjoy the present. 
could also feel like your life lacks meaning or purpose or that you're at odds with your spiritual beliefs, which is interesting for the Mayo Clinic to, you know, think about the spiritual. And it says you'll also lose valuable and enriching connectedness with others. This, this is the Mayo Clinic, which is a medical, like it's, it's a hospital. They also do research and, and things like that. So even they acknowledge what unforgiveness will do in your life. So obviously that's not where God wants us to live, right? And thankfully, we have a choice, and it's never too late to choose the forgiveness path, the path to freedom. In Colossians 3, 12 to 13, it says, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing, oops, sorry, bearing all, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. So basically, let's break it down simply. God's done a work in your life. God's forgiven you. So therefore, you need to choose the forgiveness that's already been given to you and give it to other people. And it's whichever, whichever complaint you have against anyone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. All right? And it's easy for me to read that and say that, hey guys, forgive. You've been wronged. You've had a hard thing done. You've been abused or whatever it is. Just forgive, move on. It's easy for me to say that. And I know in practice it's not that easy and it's quite difficult, okay? But when you start to, to look in the Bible, um, it gives us a pathway to moving to forgiveness. And it starts with the, actually in the word itself. So if you look up the Greek and the Hebrew words, um, the, the Bible translates the word from, we tr we've translated from the Greek and the Hebrew to English, but the words that are used to describe the Greek Hebrew word are, are as follows, okay? So the word means to pardon, to freely give, to lay aside, to put away, and to grant as a favor, okay? So when I read those words, my, my initial thoughts were like, okay, so God or the Bible is not saying, A, that these things never happened. It doesn't take it away that, okay, just pretend it never happened, get over it. It doesn't say that. It's, it actually acknowledges that something has been perpetrated against you. But it's saying to pardon and to lay aside and to freely give as a gift or as a favor. And some things obviously are going to be harder to lay aside than others. Um, you know, I haven't been through a lot of things that other people have. And I can only imagine the difficulties of looking at people that have abused you um, or, or um, been violent to you or, or perpetrated massive offenses and, and figuring and, and saying, I forgive you 
or just in your heart forgiving somebody from, from those things. That's a difficult thing. But I believe that there is a pathway to it. And if you're taking notes, let's start with number one. The first, the first action to properly forgiving is prayer. That's the first thing. You have to have the conversation with God. And prayer is a conversation with God. And it has to be where you're saying, when you're giving these things that have happened or these issues that you have, no matter how big or small they are, and saying, God, you've, this, this has happened. I'm not happy about it. I don't understand why this happened. And I need your help. Those are the things you got to discuss with him. Because if you don't do that and you just keep it all inside, it's, it's going to build and fester and you're going to keep carrying it. So you need to allow him to speak into that. And that conversation is prayer. But the important part of the conversation is also listening. You can't, your conversations go two ways. So when you, when you bring these things to him, you also have to stop and listen and let him speak to you. And you have to find a quiet place where you can hear from him and receive from him. Because if you're asking questions, he'll answer. It may not be this loud, thunderous boom or response, but it'll be something. He'll speak something to you. So, we have to make room for the conversation. So one is prayer. Two, responding to his conviction. All right? So we've had this conversation with God, and um, we've laid out our issues, we've laid out our problems, we've laid out our hurts, uh, and then God responds. And he, and he speaks to us, and he convicts us, maybe not because we've done wrong, but maybe because he's going to show us where we're harboring ill will or unforgiveness. And he's going to highlight those places that we need to deal with in our life. So we need to respond to it. There is an action required. There's a response required. Okay? Okay. So, three. We've done this and maybe, maybe we're still struggling, okay? We've, we've been in prayer. We've had conversation. Maybe we've responded. Maybe we've, we're having trouble hearing uh, or we're, we think we're having trouble hearing from God. And we're like, oh, I don't know. Why, is I'm, why am I still carrying this? Uh, the, the, you know, I don't know what's really going on. And Well, here's number three. Get advice. Get advice from A, somebody you trust, but B, a godly person. And I mean, I say that because when you're going through something hard, when you're going through something difficult that um, you know, may affect other people, um, you, gotta, you gotta go and talk to somebody that believes the same things that you do that has a belief that 
A, God's going to help you, uh, somebody that can pray with you, um, because there are some great people, and I have friends that I work with, and, you know, people that I know that are outside of the church, and they're great people, but sometimes their advice is going to be to, yeah, well, forget that person, right? And it's not really moving on or dealing with it, it's just, you know, don't, don't ever speak to that person again, right? And it's just, that's just what they know, right? And I'm not saying everybody's like that. I'm just saying you got to go to somebody that shares the same beliefs and has the same compass um, because those people, when you're going through it, like when you can go to somebody like Brian and Bonnie, you know that if you bring something, they're going to point you to Jesus, right? And that's where we need to be pointed to. And then the other thing is, don't shotgun your problems um, or the things that have been done, especially when, when the level of unforgiveness, you know, maybe, um, maybe somebody's done something to you um, and, and really um, you kind of want to get it out there because you know it might affect their relationship. Their, reputation or you want to kind of get back at them by letting a lot of people know what they did. Don't shotgun those issues out. And it's, it's not just uh, for you, but it, it, it's in honor of the person that, you know, or, or the situation that you're dealing with. Um, and the other thing is when you shotgun, so you talk to somebody, you don't talk to everybody, okay? Um, because sometimes when you you shotgun things out too. You're, you're going to get that advice that you don't actually need. You need to be surrounded by people that are going to direct you to the Lord. Okay? Are we okay here? All right. So those are, you got those four things? If you take notes, prayer, responding to God, get advice. Oh, sorry, number four. I didn't say number four. Number four. Um, this is the one that uh, some people struggle with. Uh, but number four, sometimes you have to have a healthy conversation or confrontation with the person that you're dealing with this unforgiveness or the situation that's caused you this unforgiveness. Okay, because let me tell you one thing. Sometimes if it's a person that you're angry with or upset with or you've been wronged by, sometimes they don't even know. And it's, it's so good to say, to go to that person and say, hey, you know what? I, uh, this hurt me. This thing that you did caused me pain. And um, I tried to get over it, but I'm, I'm, I'm having an issue with it. You know what? A lot of the times, the people that you're talking to are gonna be like, I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that alone is going to help you on your path to forgiving them when, when you have a, co a conversation with them. Um, other times it might not go that well. Other times a person might know that they're doing something bad to you or, or hurting you or, and not really care. 
and um, we still have to walk, leave our unforgiveness behind and work toward forgiveness, even in that situation. But it's always best to approach it with a conversation. And really, what I can say is pray a lot before and decide in your heart that you're not going to be confronting with fists. You know what I mean? You're not going to be confronting in, in anger. Um, you know, although sometimes it might feel good to go and do like the stone cold Steve Austin stunner on somebody. And, you know, that's, sorry, that's from the 90s. For all. But uh, it might feel good to do that. And, you know, uh, but it's not, that's not the way to handle it. So let's, let's move on a little bit here. So forgiveness is a choice, okay? We have to choose it. And again, sometimes it's for a one-off issue with somebody or sometimes it's, it's a repeated issue and you still gotta you know, live or work with this person and, and you, gotta, you gotta work toward forgiveness. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 20, 21 and 22, it's Peter is talking to Jesus and, and it says, then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? And then Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. So do the math. Actually, what is that, 490? Anyway, he's not actually saying like, what he's saying there is as many times as necessary. Right? And, and that's, that's sometimes difficult to hear. As many times as necessary. So somebody's going to come and continually hurt you, but you've got to keep forgiving them. Hmm. That's, that's tough. And we can be tempted to vengefulness because in that moment it feels good to react. We can be tempted to keep score. But the Bible says in Corinthians 13.5 that love doesn't keep score, right? So, running out of time here, so let, let's, let's start. Let's, where do we start? Well, we've said the, you know, the prayer and things like that, but um, why don't we start with doing an inventory in our lives, Right? Why don't we find out, why don't we start to ask God, God, can you show me those places that I am carrying and, and, and harboring unforgiveness? Let's, let's get rid of some of that extra weight that we're carrying around, you know? I think even when I was preparing for this message this week, the Lord was highlighting things to me, and I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, it's always, it's always great when you're preparing and, you know, ready to deliver. And the Lord said, yeah, I'm still working on you with this. Thank you, Lord. So I've had to work through some things uh, in, the, in this way. And then I had to take an inventory. Okay, God, where else? Like, yeah, that that's hampered me here or there, and I didn't realize I was carrying this stuff around. But you know, 
if I'm dealing with it, not like getting freedom from it, right? So maybe today, if this is something that you're, um, you've been dealing with, maybe today is a great day for freedom. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I think... I think today is a great day for freedom. <laughs> I, I want to know what it's like to not carry this junk around all the time, right? Imagine doing life like this, carrying this around, doing everything with this, and finally letting God deal with the issue And being able to walk in freedom. You know, that stuff's back there. And I, I can go play the piano if I want. I don't know how to, but I could. And spiritually and emotionally, how much more can I uh, be present for people when I'm not carrying that junk around? And not that it ever goes away, right? Because we can look into our past and we can see that, right? We can see that this is still there. But what we know now is it's just something we used to carry around. Because it's there, but it's not affecting me anymore. What it actually becomes is when somebody walks up to you and they got their junk, right? Now you can say, oh, I used to carry this too. But let me show you how to put it there. Because that thing in the past becomes a tool for somebody else's freedom. So today, if, if it's freedom that you need, I know somebody that can get you there. <laughs> so why don't we, Trish, why don't we just shut it down there? I'm done. But if the Lord is speaking to you today about uh, unforgiveness and, and dealing with things in the past. Um, make today that day. Make today that day. Let that stuff go. Okay? And I don't know what it is, but if, but if you're dealing with something today, let it go today. Thanks for listening. We would love to hear how you have been impacted by this message. You can contact us at info at hillcity.ca or simply find us on Facebook and Instagram.